Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, everybody? How to Tuesday today. And today we're going to take a question from our text thread. And if you want to ask me a question on the text thread, you can do so. It is area code 305-930-7346. And that is where I field questions. I'll also do it on email, podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. But if you want to get to me the fastest, the text is the best. So <clears throat> how to Tuesday for today. I thought this one would be really good because when I was guiding, this is something that I thought about a lot. And um, I'm going to read the question to you. And hopefully for young guides out there, this will be beneficial. But, you know, I offer to a answer questions, but I don't ever think that I have all of the answers. In fact, most questions have many answers, and they're kind of subjective, and that is certainly the case with this one. I'm going to give you kind of some of my thoughts on this question. There's no one way to answer this question. There's no right answer. And um, I don't know. Some people will do it differently. Maybe you uh, think differently after you hear what I have to say. It'd be an interesting conversation there. You can email me or hit me up on the podcast um, uh, text thread and we'll talk about it. Maybe it'll make a future episode. All right, so this is the question. The, the question about guiding. Hi, Mr. Roland. My name is Alex and I have a bay boat and I'm a fishing guide in Key West. I've been guiding for about a year now. I own my own boat with my own business. Love every second of it. I had a question for you. How do you tell the customer that it's time to go? What I mean is if the four-hour trip starts at 7 o'clock, how do you tell the clients it's time to go while you're fishing at 11? I have the hardest time bringing it up and leaving the fishing. I always enjoy taking people out and showing them a great time, so I never want it to end either. But on the business side of things, it's not productive to stay out another hour or two for the same price as my four-hour price. I looked up to you very much and enjoy listening to your podcast and have taken many of your tips and advice. If you could help me out with this question, I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, we'll take a swing at this. Okay, so I think this question and many, many like this question are best dealt with immediately. So the way we used to book trips, we used to talk to people on the telephone a lot. And people used to call, and there'd be lots of questions. Now, maybe it's email, direct messages, other other things. 
So what I would say is I would do the best job that I could to communicate up front what a half-day trip is and what a full-day trip is. Put it on your website. Half days, four hours. Full days, eight hours. Okay? Obviously, those are baselines. Sometimes you're going to come in early. Sometimes you're going to stay out late. It's up to you when you do that, when it makes sense. I like to stay out later when the fishing was good, but because that made the most sense to me. But I found myself staying out later when the fishing was bad because we hadn't caught anything, and I was trying to show some people a really good time. That that works sometimes. Sometimes you can squeeze out a fish after a while. But really, as a fishing guide, you should be you should be kind of planning your day if you have a full day for an eight-hour day or planning your your half day for a four-hour day. And for a four-hour half day, sometimes that planning can be a lot easier to do because in four hours, you're going to have somebody standing at the dock waiting for you to take out a second half day. Okay, so that let's talk about that up front. Um, and if you don't have someone sitting there waiting for you, you have the opportunity to book an afternoon half day. So in the booking um, process, when you're booking a trip with someone who is questioning whether they want to do a half day or a full day, that's the time to tell them, well, we, we're going to leave at 7 and we're going to be back right around 11 because I could have an afternoon half day. Okay, so you've set the expectation up front that that's what you intend to do. That's what makes sense. So you've already set the expectation. Then I think that it helps to let people know where you are during the day um, so that it's not a big surprise. Like, oh, man, it's 11 o'clock. We got to go. Um, you're right in the middle of catching a fish or something. So maybe at like 10, maybe you're going to move spots and you say, well, we got about an hour. That's probably enough time to go over here and hit this one more spot. Okay, so you've set that expectation. You've told them, like, in about an hour, we're, we're going to be heading back to the dock because I have another trip that's leaving or I have the opportunity to book another trip. That is something that you need to be looking out for as a young guide because your job is... I mean, you, you love doing this. You want to do this. But you can only continue to do this if it's sustainable. So it's not like you're greedy and money hungry. It's that you're trying to pay your rent. You're trying to be able to live in a, in a very expensive place. Most tourist destinations are very expensive. So you need to maximize your time. If it's a nice day, you're probably going to have somebody sitting at the dock and an opportunity to take an afternoon half day. There's nothing wrong with that. And you don't need to feel ashamed that you have to take somebody back when you said you would take them back. Like that is the deal. But you can also not surprise them. Like all of a sudden, okay, we got five more minutes and we got to go. Um, they sh- they, they're probably having a really good time. They probably lost track of time. Um, as you're moving around in the day, um, you know, say, well, it's about a 30 minute run over here and we've got about two hours left, uh, or we could go hit this other spot. Which do you think? Maybe put the ball in their court. Like, and they'll say, well, if it's, if it's good, you know, that's only going to give us about an hour because 30 minutes over there, 30 minutes back, then we have an hour to fish. If, if you think it's good, then, then yeah, let's do that. So they are, they're on, they're on board with this plan. On the full day, it's a little bit 
it's a little bit different because you know you've established a, a rapport with somebody maybe maybe they've gotten really 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 close and they're getting better every shot and you want them to catch a fish well that also is up to you if you want to keep them out later keep them out later if somebody stays out later for you customers that deserves a tip that is over and above the call of duty and if somebody keeps you out an extra two hours you should definitely tip them like more than you would have if they had brought you in on time. But the tip shouldn't really um, be focused on on the time that you're out there, in my opinion. The tip should be focused on the effort that's put in, the professionalism, the, uh, the attitude, the willingness to help you do anything and everything on that boat to make sure that this day is the best day that you've ever had. That, those, are the, those are the things that are tip-worthy, in my opinion. If you come in, if you get back to the dock right on time, that's fine. But, you know, it, it helps if you're like a lot of the guys that work out of Hawks K, they are doing triple half days. So they know that they're going to have another customer coming. That's an easier, that's an easier thing. If you don't have that, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying that, that you need to be back at the dock at 11 because you have another customer coming in the afternoon. You might have a customer coming in the afternoon but you've set the expectation. Communication is a good guide trip begins and ends with good communication. And if you talk about this in the initial process of booking the trip and you continue it out, like it's about a half day, what time should we meet at the dock? Instead of just saying, we'll meet at the dock at seven, you can say, we'll meet at the dock at seven and we'll, we'll be back somewhere right around 11. Okay. You've, you've said that. It's not going to be a surprise. Now everybody's on the same page. You could even say, we're going to leave the dock at 7. We'll be back somewhere around 11. That is a four-hour half day. I do have that day open for a full day if that's not enough time for you, and that would look like 7 to 3. Okay? Now you've set the, now you've set the expectation, and, and someone is agreeing to go fishing with you and pay you and do the whole thing. So there shouldn't really be any surprise, and you shouldn't feel bad about um, giving someone what they paid for. Uh, if you want to give them a little extra and you have that, that flexibility in your schedule, that's fine. But you, you shouldn't do that every time, and you should be careful with your time. Um, there's another reason that you need to be careful with your time, and that is that if someone books a half day and you're giving them a three-quarter day or someone's booking a full day and you're giving them a day and a half, well, maybe you like that person. Maybe that was person was really important to you and you really wanted to go the extra mile for them. But you're booked 30 days in a row and you have an obligation to the person that is on your boat to do your best for them. And so you're, you're choosing, you feel good, the fishing's good, everything looks good. You're choosing to spend some extra time out there. But what you're doing when you do that is that you're possibly, you know, you could be a complete freak stud that can do this all the time, but you also have an, op- an obligation to the person who's booked you tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. And if you wear yourself out, you're, you're not as good. You're not showing up at 100% for the other person. And it goes on down the line. 
So while you may have made this person very happy, you may disappoint four or five other people because you can barely keep your eyes open on the polling tower or you can barely do your job like you want to or maybe you get crabby or grumpy, which is one of the worst things. You don't want to be a grumpy, crabby guy. That's horrible. Nobody will ever come back to you. It's terrible. It's terrible for the profession. It reflects poorly on you. It reflects poorly on the, on the, the, the vacation destination. Man, I don't want to go back to Key West. Those people are mean. It's bad. You don't want to be a crump, grumpy guide. So you have an obligation to show up at your best every single time. And if you can fish a little extra time um, and show up at your best the next day, that's great. You also have an obligation to run your business in a way that is professional, which means that you need to sometimes go to the courthouse or sometimes you need to register your boat or sometimes you need to do a little paperwork or sometimes you need to, I don't know what you need to do. But there's more to running a guide business than, than spending time on the water. And, of course, that is the most important part, and that's what people are paying for. But you also have to have your boat looking sharp for the next person. So you have to make sure that you have enough time to have your tackle be perfect. Wash your boat. Show up perfectly. Get a good night's sleep. Prepare your lunch for the next day. All of that has to work. And yes, I know that some people are animals and they can fish for 12 hours a day for, for 10 days in a row, but you know, they're not going to fish for 12 hours a day for 175 days in a row. And that is possible to do. I know that. I know somebody that did that. You can, you can do that if you're paying attention to your health, you're paying attention to your sleep, you're paying attention to uh, amount of sun you get, you're paying attention to your nutrition, you're staying in shape, you are taking a little bit of time for yourself, and you're not giving everything that you have, everything possible that you have, to a few people, and then letting the other people uh, have, you know, a, a, a diminished version of you. So that's something to think about, too, is that you not only have the obligation to the person that's on your boat today, but you have an obligation to the person that's on your boat in the future, and you want to show up at your best. If you can do that with extra time, great. If you can, you know, but you shouldn't feel guilty about bringing somebody in at eight hours. That's a full day. You have established that up front. If that's what you established, maybe a full day for you is nine hours. Maybe it's 10 hours, whatever. Whatever you've established as the time that that's your work day. Okay, great. Now, guys that do triple half days, and I know a bunch of them, those guys have it worked out to where they need to be back at the dock at a certain time so that they have a small amount of time to turn around the trip and and get ready for the next one. Of course, that's the same kind of thing. They can't fish late then because they're going to be in a huge hurry. They may not have their boat prepared for the second client. It may not be clean. It may not have gas in it. It may There may be all kinds of things. you got to replenish your bait supply. There's all kinds of things that you need an adequate amount of time for the turnaround. So they set themselves up to where they're going to leave at whatever time they leave, and they're going to be back around four hours later, right around there. Maybe some days it's a few minutes early. Maybe some days it's a few minutes later. But there is adequate time in between those trips for them to do everything that they need to do to show up being super professional. 
Sometimes that means eating. Sometimes that means drinking. Sometimes that means going to the bathroom. Sometimes that means getting more bait. Sometimes that means going out and throwing the cast net before your next customer comes. Lots of things can happen in that little piece of period of time. Maybe you need to make a couple phone calls. That is being a professional guide. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's hard to say that, you know, the fish don't bite at just, just these four hours. So you got to learn how to, you got to learn how to operate no matter what the tide is, no matter what the wind is, no matter what the weather is, you got to learn how to operate so that you have planned out, okay, I'm going to do a half day and I'm going to give it everything that I have, but I need to be back at the dock about this time. So that's my advice. That's how to Tuesday for today, how to uh, determine when it's time to leave and to tell your customer it's time to go back to the dock. It's a tricky question. There's no right answer. And maybe what I said didn't, didn't resonate with you. Uh, then, then you should ask some other guides too, because maybe they'll have a better answer in the way they th- that they do it. But in my mind, communication is key. Communication is key. Deal with it up front. Deal with it a couple of times. Set the expectations. And you know, if somebody's if somebody's got a problem with it after that, then I, I don't know. Probably weren't going to get along with them anyway. But if you set the expectations up front, good communication, professional communication. No surprises. I don't know how you're going to have a bad day. I don't know how it's going to. I don't know how it's going to turn out badly when you deal with it that way. And um, and then think about yourself and think about the people in the future. That's my advice. All right, that's how to Tuesday for today. We'll see you guys next week. All right, see you.